Hello, everybody. How are you? This is Andrea Levoff, aka The Dope Ass Mom, on my podcast where I interview dope ass people about dope ass shit on my dope ass show. Is that how it goes? I'm not sure. Um, it's week two of quarantine up in here. How's everybody doing? Uh, my kids are downstairs. Not sure if they're going to come up here and bother me, but we're going to do this anyway because that's my new motto on life is we're going to do it anyway, except for leaving the house. It doesn't apply to that. I have not been leaving the house. I've been taking walks in the afternoon and they're turning into um, a bit of a parade. Anybody else? I'm like, stay away from me, people. I'm going to get a stick, a six foot stick. And if someone comes close, I'm just going to hit them with it. So we have a lot of content planned for you guys, but I thought it would be nice to just, I don't know, change course a little bit since that seems to be the theme of life right now. I saw the funniest meme and it was basically like uh, 2020 is being run by the people who started the fire festival. And that's sort of how it feels a little bit, right? You got to keep the humor in it. That's how I deal with things. And in addition to humor, I have really been loving my spiritual practice. And I don't talk a lot about it. And I thought now would be a good time to talk about it and to talk about my journey into comedy because I know so many of you ask me how I got started. And so I thought I'd just tell you a little story. So sit back, kids, get a warm glass of milk or a glass of wine and listen to my story. So we're going to take it back to when I was 27, actually 28, and Anna, sorry, 29. I had Anna when I was 28. I was 29 and um, staying at home, I had quit my job that I didn't really love, so, you know, whatevs. And I was staying home with Anna and my friends were all just kind of doing the same thing and they were out, you know, partying and having fun and half of them weren't even in relationships and doing things that most... 29 year olds do. And here I was, teen mom. I mean, not really teen mom. 29 is a perfectly normal and acceptable biological age to bear children. But for some reason, I just felt like something was missing, you know? Uh, I just wasn't fulfilled. Here I was, I was married, I had a child, um, I was financially great, but just not feeling completely fulfilled. So I was, you know, as one does, Googling stuff online, and I came across um, this woman, Christine Hassler, and I read an article that she wrote about body image in, in the movie Black Swan had just come out. I love that movie. Love Natalie Portman. And so I got curious, and I started following links, and before I knew it, I was at her homepage, and I figured out that she was a coach. And this was before, I mean, this was 10 years ago, so... This was before like everyone was a coach, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? And so I reached out to her and we started coaching and it really changed my life. And I realized that I was really seeking outer things to make me happy. Like every, you know, I had that, that, um, if I have this disease, like if I have this, I'll be happy. If I do this, then I'll be happy. If I achieve this, if I can get a career, then I know I'll be happy, which we all know is such a dangerous, slippery slope. Um, and so I coached with her for about a year and, and a lot of things shifted internally and I started to feel better. And then I got curious about where she learned all these things that she had learned. And she um, gave me a book to read. It was called Loyalty to Your Soul. 
And even just hearing the title, I knew I would just absolutely love this book. So I got the book, I read the book, and realized that it was a school in California. And it was um, it was a master's course in spiritual psychology, which was just sounded so cool to me and existential and just right up my weirdo alley. And I, but I thought, you know, I can obviously live in Chicago. That's not going to happen. But then I went to their website and realized that they did a course a month um, for two years. You'd go every weekend. So every weekend for a month, one weekend a month for two years. I don't even know what I just said. That's all you need to know. So that's what I did. I signed up and I got on a plane and I went to California and I started this, um, my master's degree in spiritual psychology. And you guys, it changed my life like completely. And if it weren't for that, I don't think I would be where I am in this um, pandemic, but mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, it just really, I think maybe it, it really was just preparing me for this because I can't tell you how calm, how at peace, and how uh, much of acceptance I am in this situation. And I don't think that would be available to me had I not done this. So I do think I've told this part of the story before, but I'm going to tell it again for those who haven't heard it. But basically in our second year, um, and every process that we went through, so this program was highly experiential. So if you think about it, like a lot of religion and a lot of things that we know are mental, right? We we are told this is what, how it is, and this is how God is, and it's very on a mental level. This was very experiential. So it was very much experiencing um, that love and that sort of feeling than it was knowing it, mentally knowing it. So that we did a lot of process it, processes, process, processes, I think, um, in groups of three where basically one person would speak, one person would listen, and the other person would be the neutral observer of the trio. So, and actually, um, you, it sounds boring to be the neutral observer, but what it is teaching you is to sort of be a neutral observer in your own life and have that space between um, sort of reaction and that emotion. So it's like if when something happens, you kind of are being molded to um, take that second to say, I have a choice. How do I want to respond? So the second year we had to do a project, a heartfelt project, a dream, if you will, something that we always wanted to do. And it was mandatory and it was really carving out the time to learn a craft, um, to meet with teammates. You had a project reader who would read your assignments and give you feedback. So it was really this sort of super, super um, gentle and um, meaningful way to complete something in your life that you've always wanted to complete. And for whatever reason, well, we know the reason, we don't like to do things that are out of our comfort zone. It's just not super fun for us. So we were kind of forced to do this, but like in a very loving, sweet way. And we had to do a trio to figure out what we wanted to do. And it was sort of the essence of I was trying to describe the essence of what I wanted to do without saying it. And I remember my partner, Darnell, was like, oh my God. He's like, do you want to be a stand-up comedian? And I immediately started crying because it was so uh, in resonance with my soul 
And also, I just knew I needed to do it. And I was really fucking scared because that's some scary shit. But other people's projects were uh, like one girl I know did a one woman show and she wrote it and she rehearsed it and she, um, you know, put it, put on a performance. And then one guy I know always wanted to be an ice skater. And so he took ice skating lessons and he learned to ice skate. And one person I know wanted to get really good at golf. Like he'd always wanted to just play amazing golf. So his project was literally him playing golf. And um, I don't know. It was really cool to see everyone sort of come alive in this process. And these people that you started school with in year one to sort of just see them bloom and blossom. Because when we cultivate what we love in our habits, we come alive. And when you see other people doing it, you want to do the same thing. So it was just such a beautiful, beautiful process. And one of my favorite things about the program, and I mean, obviously, I'm still doing the comedy. Um, I started so it was very deliberate, though. I started taking classes at Second City because, you know, that's me. I don't just go out there and, like, get on stage. That would be crazy. I have to have lessons. In fact, I have to have the best lessons. So I took lessons at Second City, and then I got online and looked for Creativity Coach, and I found one of my um, best mentors and greatest friends, Beth Lapidus, who I've done a podcast with. And when you start taking action on your dreams, they say that spirit meets you at the point of action. So that's when the right people started to show up, the right opportunities would be presented to me. And it just, it, when something's right, it happens, guys. Like the universe, God wants these things for you. And as soon as I started taking action, that's when it happened. It doesn't happen when you just sit and pray about it or when you just sit and meditate about it, or when you just write about it. Like you absolutely have to take action, even if it's tiny little things. Um, one of the things that they taught us was the concept of three foot tosses. So it's really just breaking down. If you set a goal, like I wanna run a marathon, you don't just go out the next day and run. Is it 24.2? I don't know, dad, I'm so sorry. My dad ran all these marathons. Um, I think it's, Ugh, I have to look it up. Hold on. Is it 24.2? Okay. Marathon. How far? How far? Sorry, dad. Um, mm, I don't know, you guys. I'm like all, I'm all stressed out now. How far is a marathon? No, not a half marathon. A full marathon. I think I was right marathon um 26.2 i was two miles off that's like the miles where you're like shitting your pants um anyway so i what was i saying oh right so you wouldn't go out and run 26.2 miles you would run i don't know i'm not a runner you'd run like three or four i don't maybe one maybe you'd start at one so it is whatever like whatever your three foot toss would be for me it would be um, like two houses. <laughs> That's where I'd start. If I was going to run a marathon tomorrow, I'd wake up and say, okay, I'm going to run the length of two houses. Okay, great. So that's the concept though. So to get on stage felt incredibly scary to me. So obviously I wasn't going to start there. And so then when you start doing that, you're actually tricking your mind into these little successes and then you you gain this momentum and then you can do big things, but you have to start small. So that's where I started. And that's how the comedy 
I, I took classes and then within my class, we'd have a performance. And so along the way, I would get feedback. And so this is where the sort of, um, it came in handy to have someone sort of looking after me because I would write, I would write down like what had happened and what, like maybe where I was feeling um, scared or maybe where I was feeling like it wasn't working. And so you you kind of get feedback and this is how it works in the world when you want to do a project or you want to start something new, you sort of, you start in a way and then if you get feedback that maybe that's not the way, you course correct. You don't stop. You just maybe shift a little bit and it's really learning how to sort of go with the flow. And I think right now in the world with this um, pandemic, we have a major, major course correction happening and it doesn't mean we have to stop. It just means we might have to shift a little bit. And that's what I'm trying to do. It's funny because each year I have a word that I focus on. And I also set like four or five like pretty big goals. One of my goals is to been to connect with my kids and really cultivate a one-on-one relationships with both of them. And then one of my other goals was to cultivate my sexuality and my um, sort of, I don't know if it's erotic, but like my, um, yeah, my sexuality, I guess. And of course, those things take, you know, those things take some real thinking about and some real um, kind of looking into and some real time. And the way my life was going at the time, just kind of, you know, before this, not very, very, very fast and going out and a lot of outward things, which is great. Um, it wasn't leaving me time for those things. And those kept getting pushed to the bottom of the list. And guess what? Now I do both of those things every single day, every day. I'm doing both of those things. Um, I cannot wait to bring a podcast to you um, with Sheila Kelly, the founder of S Factor. S Factor is um, a pole dancing workout. It's super sensual, but it is just for you. It is not like a strip club scene. It is really kind of a moving meditation for yourself. And it's the feminine form, you know, really wants to move in that way. And we don't let her, we're like always constantly telling her, don't take up, you know, so much space and be small and be like a man and go, that's how you're successful in this world as you go through it like a man and don't be too sexy and don't be too this and don't be too much and that's too sexy and all all of these things. So S Factor is really a freeing of that. And um, they had a studio in Chicago that I was really involved in before I had kids and then it got closed down and there's still one in LA. And there is still one in San Francisco. So when this quarantine thing started happening, obviously the studios had to shut down and they started offering online classes, you guys. And I've been taking their online classes and I hate that it's under these circumstances, but it has been such a blessing to me because I can get back into it. And I'm going to have to tell you, it is like riding a sexy bicycle, okay? I might have stopped for 10 years, but I still know how to ride that thing. And it is, <laughs> it is, uh, it has just been immensely, I, I am not a yoga person. I don't know why. I just can't do it. So this is sort of like my yoga. So that was kind of a, that was kind of a tangent. But uh, my point is, is that um, this uh, quarantine is a, is a um, course correction in many of our lives. So the question is, I think the best question is what are you going to do with this time? Because that's all we have is time. 
um, we have lots and lots of time right now. And I've found on the days where I'm not intentional about it, it flies by just like the other days. But the times where I'm like, okay, I want to do this. These are my priorities. I want to meditate. I want to write. I want to do an S-Factor class. And I want to like connect with my kids. I told Anna the other night as I was putting her to bed that I'm really grateful for this time because I get to spend so much time with her. And I've noticed her, you know, as she gets older, she is starting to, um, you know, pull away a little bit as they do and kind of get into their peers and all this. And it's just been such a precious time for us because I feel her softening to me. And um, it's just nice and that ooey gooey yummy love that we all really want. And I know that she wants and it's just given us that time to be there. So that's one of the things that I'm really grateful for in this um, corona, corona time. So now that I kind of have told you the story about my comedy and where I'm at now, um, let's talk about what I'm doing to stay grounded and to get through this. So, hmm, all right. So the first principle that I am applying that I learned in my classes is, and probably just this is one of the biggest any spiritual religious um, practice is that of acceptance, because you know there's not a lot I can do about it. You know, I and I don't know. It's like I'm not privy to. The bigger plan here. God didn't call me up and say, hey, Andrea, um, let's talk about this. I want to tell you all my reasons and I want to tell you why this is happening. And I want to tell you why this certain person is going to die and why these cities are going to be, you know, I didn't get that phone call. If God wants to call me or hit me up, DM me, like I'm totally open to having that conversation. But as far as I know, he um, hasn't let me know. So I do believe that there's got to be something bigger and I don't know what it is. So the best I can do is just accept it. And the more that I I know from other things, the more that I try to fight it and the more that I try to resist it and say, judge it. That's the big thing is like judging it um, and saying that this shouldn't be happening. This is wrong. Um, that just creates more suffering. And I'm already home with my kids, guys, tw- like 24 hours a day. And I'm used to seeing them like three. So there's already enough suffering going on. Um, and I will call that right now necessary suffering. And the unnecessary suffering is all the other stuff I create around it. So fighting it and judging it and all these things. You know, you'll see me posting funny memes about um, what's going on. And that's just because humor is one of the ways I deal with things. And I think most of us do. Um you know, we got to have, got to keep the humor, guys. Got to keep the humor. Um, it's just necessary right now. And don't get me wrong, you guys. There are times when I feel completely overwhelmed by this entire thing. Like, completely. Uh, I just try not to let myself go down the rabbit hole. I try to stop myself before I do that. And one of the things that has really, really helped me is to stay away from the news the constant it's it's the news is a cycle you guys it you, you turn it on for 15 minutes in the morning 15 minutes at night and you've got all you need to know they're not coming up with new things every hour and if they do i'll tell you cuz my mom's going to text me that's i the news is my mom i don't need to watch anything else i get text message from her constantly i love you mom 
and and she'll let me know if I really need to know something. Otherwise, it's just dampening my spirit. And there's no, it's not doing any good for me to know all these things. And right now it's just speculation. It's this, it's that. We, you know, of course you need to be informed. Of course you need to take steps to protect yourself and your family. You need to listen to the recommendations. You need to stay home. But the panic and the fear and all of that, it does no one any good. And think about it. Like before you send someone an article or before you send someone, uh, you know, something that you're not sure of, if it's true, think about that. That's contagious and that fear and that panic and in that anxiety, you're causing that in somebody else. So I've really tried to be mindful of what I consume and also what I'm sending out. And listen, I, I am guilty. I like the drama too. Okay. But we don't need it right now. No more drama. So I'm trying to stay away from that. And social media, it's a blessing and a curse, we know. Um, so I'm trying to limit my time on social media. And I've, I've been unfollowing accounts like left and right. Um, I'm following people and really cleaning out my feed and really, really trying to be the light and help spread that, that calm, peaceful um, energy because that's what the world needs. And it really, really does affect things. It really does. So yeah, I'm not going to lie. The first week it happened, I was completely, completely panicked. (laughs) I was like, how am I going to do this? This is such a shift, such a shift from my normal life. Like I am not an introvert. I am not normally at home. I have a nanny. I have a cleaning lady. Like I am a privileged motherfucker. Okay. (laughs) I really am. And I totally own it. But I don't know. There's something about being home with my kids. There's something really nice about it. And I really plan to hold on to these things when life goes back to normal, as we know it will. We know it will. But hopefully, hopefully, hopefully we can hold on to these gifts and these things. I really, really encourage you to write. This is such a time to write. If it ever was, writing is such a healing uh, discovery and it's just a beautiful thing. It lowers anxiety. It improves mood. It 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 makes you more creative. It's just the thing to do. I I write every morning. Uh, I just do a brain dump. I do three pages and I just write. And sometimes I write at night as well. Um, so it's just a great thing to do. That's one of the things I've been doing. The first week I was I'm not gonna lie, you guys. I was uh, having some wine at night. I was, and then I thought to myself, like, when do I stop? You know, do I when when do I call it? do I want to come out of this like with a like full on drinking habit? I was doing so well. So I stopped. I just stopped. That's just the person I am. I see something that's not working and I'm like, you gone. So I stopped. I stopped drinking. I'm not saying that I won't again, but uh, yeah, it just wasn't working for me. Same with eating guys. If you start binge eating now, you start drinking now, when's it going to stop? When do you, whenever the business is open again, you know, I don't know. Just saying, think about it. So some things I've done to replace the the drinking the wine. I've been taking some warm mass baths. Like my skin's fallen off. It's dry as, you know, dry as folk. But I love baths. I've been taking baths at night. I've been listening to good music. I used to love music and I stopped listening to music. So I'm, I'm discovering music again. And I'm watching a lot of trash TV. That I will say. If there's one thing I'm doing through this that's like not spiritual, and I actually think it's so not spiritual, it is spiritual, is watching trash TV. I love it. 
Tiger King, Blind Love, um, 90 Day Fiance. What am I leaving out? There's so much good. House of Versailles. Okay. Can we discuss Tiger King? Like, do you really, I I don't want to ruin it for you guys, but you need to watch it. Okay. There's so many, there's so much good TV. You guys, Shit's Creek is like the funniest shit I've ever seen. I watch it every single night and it is my like Bible right now. I love it so much. Another way to um, get out of your head about this is to get into service. So find somebody that needs help. Call somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. Um, Whenever we put the focus on someone else or a cause or something that's not us, it really helps to raise our vibration and helps get us out of our own heads. For example, I have a friend that's going through chemo, and while this blows for me, this certainly blows more for her because she really can't get this, and she's really isolated. So just taking her groceries or calling her, obviously it makes her day and it makes mine too because then I feel good. I got that love juice flowing. So get out there. There's so many places that need help right now and people, even if it's just calling someone that you haven't talked to in a long time, do it. Call them. Get out there. Buy someone some toilet paper while you're buying yourself some. I would say do anything that lowers your anxiety right now because that is what the world doesn't, what the world needs now is Tiger King. What the world needs now is 90 day, okay, in love, but not more anxiety. So do whatever it takes besides numbing out with, you know, alcohol and food. Don't do that. Go on walks. Um, make up games with your family, but don't expect to be like super mom all the time. You know, I definitely, um, you know, haven't been a perfect mom through this whole thing <laughs> for sure. Cause I'm not a perfect mom anyway. So don't expect yourself to all of a sudden be like homeschool Pinterest queen. If that's not who you are. Okay. Just be who you are. Um, for me, I have a good two hours in me of like, patience and then I'm out. So I got to do things. I came up here. I said, play on your iPads. It's not the end of the world. Like if you, if your kids are on the screens or the iPads most of the time. Okay. As long as everybody's still alive at night, it's fine. Okay. Give yourself some slack. I think that's one of the main things that I didn't even write down, but now it's coming to me is like compassion for yourself, people. This is not an easy time. So the nicer and the sweeter and the things that you say to yourself in your head are the better because this is hard and a lot of stuff is being triggered right now. Inner child stuff, issues that we haven't dealt with are coming up to the surface to be dealt with now. And if they're coming up for you, it's because you're ready. Nothing ever comes up that's not ready to be dealt with. You have all the tools and everything you need inside of you to handle this. I promise you. Um, Reach out to me just send me a message. If you're like, Hey, I don't know. I'm feeling this. Like I will just, I'll, even if I can't help, I'll just tell you that you're normal and you're going through things that we're all going through. And I just have feel really called to serve you guys now. So let me know what you need. Um, I plan on really staying centered for you, being really honest with you about what I'm going through through this whole thing. Uh, lots of fun Instagram content, lots of laughs, lots of fun podcasts coming up. Like they're not all going to be this serious. Um, It's just going to be fun. We're going to try to have fun. Okay. Because we're going to look at this like um, an opportunity 
because we can look at it like this is happening to us and we have no control, which is true. Or we can look at it as a massive opportunity for growth. Massive, massive, massive. And we're going to come out of this like, is that the Rocky song? I don't know. But that's the song that's going to play when we're coming out of this. I encourage you to come up with a theme song. I don't know what mine is yet, but I'm going to come up with one. Um, And just let's dance. Let's have fun. Let's connect. Uh, There was a DJ the other night at D-Nice on Instagram. And he was just a DJ and in his New York City apartment started a music night, uh, uh, online virtual dance party. And you guys, there was almost like 300,000 people on his live one night. Justin Timberlake, Mark Zuckerberg, Oprah, like all of these awesome people were there. And it was such a moment of connectedness. I can't even tell you. I think I credit that to like the shift in my energy. Saturday night. Uh, it just brought me back to life. Brought, bracked, brought me back to life. Um, anyway, I'm going to sign off now because I feel like I'm just rambling, but and my kids are going to go up here any moment. But I just want to say that lots of fun stuff coming your way. I love you guys. Really, really, really love you guys. Thanks for listening and I will see you soon. This podcast was produced by Dante32.